his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Good morning. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. It is heating up again. 73 degrees, partly cloudy skies in Buffalo. The gunman accused of murdering 10 people at Topps Market on Jefferson Avenue appeared in federal court Monday. The accused shooter did not speak during his arraignment on a 27-count federal indictment for the May 14th attack. The first two rows in the courtroom filled with family members of the victims. Zanetta Everhart, mother of survivor Zaire Goodman, said it doesn't get any easier every time she sees the gunman in court. It's hard sitting in that courtroom with a terrorist, the person who did that to him. Um, But I'm going to be there because Zaire doesn't want to be there. And uh, it's not about me. This is about Zaire and making sure that he gets justice. Um, And yes, it's difficult. You know, I'm still not sleeping. Um, But I'm going to push through it because that's what moms do. A not guilty plea entered on behalf of the shooter. His next federal court appearance is December 9th. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown will be testifying later today in Washington before the House Financial Services Committee on the impact of mass shootings on communities. I have been asked to come and testify by the chairman of the committee. It will be important uh, to represent Buffalo there uh, to talk about the impact of the mass shooting on our community, the financial impact of the mass shooting Uh, which is significant. After his testimony, the mayor will fly to New York City for a forum by the Organization of Mayors Against Illegal Guns in support of national gun reform legislation. Two people are recovering after being shot last night. Just before 9 p.m., Buffalo police called to an apartment complex on Delaware near Great Arrow Avenue, where they say two people were shot. Police said the victims taken to ECMC expected to survive, despite that headline... Shootings down in the city of Buffalo as opposed to last year. We'll hear more on that coming up in just about 10 minutes. Travel in and out of Canada, again, getting a bit more complicated for some starting today. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. Air travelers heading to Canada will potentially have to deal with mandatory random COVID-19 testing for anyone entering the country once again. It was on Thursday when the Public Health Agency of Canada announced the re-implementation of random testing for fully vaccinated air travelers at four major Canadian airports. This comes just a little more than a month after the measure was initially paused. The only difference that's happening now was the temporary 
temporary suspension of random testing at the airport is now being reinstated. So that random testing at the border never stopped. And the government had announced the temporary suspension of the airport testing in order to get the travelers moving again. There was a really big backlog. So they're seeing that they have things under control. So now they're going to reinstate the random testing back at the airport. That's Border Attorney Jamie Fiegel from Fiegel Car and Joyce. After filling out a customs declaration, travelers will be notified via the ArriveCan app whether they've been randomly selected for COVID-19 testing. It will then detail how they can arrange their test. So Fiegel suggests they should budget more time in their travel plans for that potential of randomly being selected. However, these testing measures for travelers into the country continue to not sit well with a number of local leaders across the border. Niagara Falls, Ontario Mayor Jim Diodati says there hasn't been enough consultation from officials at the federal level with what's best for the country when it comes to travelers crossing the Canadian border. I call this a man-made disaster because it's created by some bureaucrats in Ottawa and it's killing tourism, it's killing business. Tourism in Canada is a $105 billion industry, and it's killing it. American visitation is way, way, way down. And I've spoken with these ministers, said, this is not helping. It's definitely hurting. We need to eliminate it. We don't understand it. We're scratching our heads. We're wondering where these crazy ideas are coming from. We're very, very frustrated. More from Diodati and the reinstatement of COVID-19 measures for travelers heading into Canada is available online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. Uh, tough to hear for a lot of people who like going back and forth. Uh, this mostly for air travelers, but there's that fear that it might come to the land border too. Gas prices continue to gradually decline all across the country. Gas prices continue their descent from record highs with the national average of a gallon of regular unleaded falling another 16 cents in the last week, according to the Energy Department. The cheapest gas can be found on the Gulf Coast at $4 even. The West Coast, especially California, still seeing the most expensive gas. And while prices are going down, drivers are paying on average $1.34 more per gallon than they were this time a year ago. Brian Clark, ABC News. It's like the good news, bad news, right? Hey, gas prices down pretty sharply over the past couple of weeks. I mean, it's a dollar and a half more than what we were paying last year. But, um, you know, in the Buffalo area, we are down two cents from yesterday. Two, uh, excuse me. Four sixty. Yeah, two. I keep doing this. I'm like because it sounds normal to say two something. It sounds right? absolutely. It sounds normal to say two something. I wrote down two sixty six. It's four sixty six. Wishful wish. thinking on my part. Yeah. Uh, rainfall over the past day plus has been much needed across the area. WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with more on how the drought-like conditions were impacting plant life. A good soaking rain came overnight into Monday as National Weather Service meteorologist John Hitchcock says more than an inch of rain fell over the Niagara frontier. Uh, This rain certainly helped in the near term, uh, but it takes more than just one rainfall, even a good soaking rainfall like this, to uh, alleviate what has been several months of coming up short for rainfall. And that rain was beneficial to Jim Bittner at Bittner Singer Orchards. We were in a, 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 a drought situation. We were irrigating. Uh, some of our trees, but I can't get irrigation to all of them. Bittner says irrigation is not as good as natural rainfall. When we're irrigating, we're using a trickle irrigation and we're just spoon feeding it and basically just trying to keep them out of a severe drought situation. He says the way the rain came down was especially helpful. Hear more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Right. Everything at my house is looking a little greener. It's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say after, I mean, it wasn't even that 
like no heavy downpour. Right. It, was, it was the you know, perfect rain. Steady rain for a while. Um, and it's amazing how, you know, at least my lawn, it's not like it's totally back or anything, no. but it went better. from completely dead to, yeah, it's looking a little greener. It's got a little life left in it. Um, it's amazing what, you know, one uh, little rain can do. But and then it was kind of like yesterday. It was like waves of rain that would come. Like all of a sudden it would just be raining. And Had then some it sun showers yesterday. Yeah, it was weird. Later on in the afternoon, um, you know, trying to dodge in and out, in and out. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for mostly sunny skies for the first part of the day. An isolated shower or two will pop up later this afternoon. Temperatures in the low 80s. For tonight's partly cloudy, mild and muggy overnight lows in the low 70s. For your Wednesday, mostly sunny, hot and humid with highs near 90. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Jamie Fiegel joining us with Fiegel, Carr & Joyce Immigration Law to talk about Canada reinstating some COVID restrictions. Uh, let me start, Jamie, with what is actually changing as of today? Hi, Susan. Well, the only change today is the reinstatement of random testing at the airport. So the random testing had never gone away at the border, um, but there was a temporary pause at the airport so that they could get the airport screening back under control and keep travelers moving. And that temporary pause has now been lifted. So the um, it was always a temporary pause, right? Even though a lot of people hoped it would never really come back, this uh, idea of testing at the airport randomly resulting in these long delays and lines, especially at Pearson International up in Toronto. I the I guess fear that a lot of people have though is okay, now this is back at the airport. Is this a sign of more things to come at all border crossings, land and air, all across Canada? I'm not seeing that as a trend. I think they did utilize that time in order to um, add to Arrive Can the ability for someone to know that they were selected for random testing and then leave the airport without having to wait for a kit. There's been new instructions that have come out about making appointments. To me, it seems even more complicated, even more convoluted to be able to have this rather than a test kit that was handed out. Um, but for right now, it's not showing that the reinstatement of that testing is any indication of further uh, restrictions that will be brought back to be able to inhibit the border or the airport. I read, too, that they were moving the testing off-site, which sounds extremely inconvenient, right? That's exactly right, Susan. So that's kind of what I'm alluding to. There's some sort of system that they're working with now that's brand new that would say make an appointment at XYZ site and go in to get your tests there. It would all obviously the cost be covered by the government, but it does make it very inconvenient that it's not something now that you would be able to just to do in the comfort of your home, put in the purulator bag and put outside your door for the scheduled pickup. I, this is all, you know, resulting in whether it's confusion by people who are, are not sure if they need to use the app, are not sure exactly what the, um, you, you know, uh, exact protocol is for crossing the border. But it's also having people question what's in the future, as I just mentioned. I, I mean, we were hearing from the Niagara Falls, Ontario mayor, Jim Diodati, earlier, basically said, you know, hey, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it with the Arrive Can app? <laughs> I, is that where we're headed here, where this thing is just, I mean, at this point, here to stay for forever, crossing the border, 
into Canada? You know, I listened to that interview and listened to what Jim had to say, and I, I do echo it, and he's not wrong. The government authorities, CBSA on the other side, they hate it. Everyone hates it. <laughs> I don't know why it's still around. And it's not fair to people who are not good with technology, to older people who do not have the ability to do these things, um, to be able to inhibit them from travel to and from Canada with this app. And there's been so much investment in it and so much use of it that it's hard to see it totally going away. Um, But I do hope maybe it is something that's more used for air travelers and then kind of weans off for the um, driving travelers for, for traffic on those ports of entry. That would be helpful to the majority of people and still allow them to use it for the customs aspects that they're really enjoying the use of it for. We talk a lot about, you know, the uh, some people don't know really how to use it. If you're not good with technology, you don't have a cell phone, it could be a lot more difficult. But I think there's a lot of people who just don't want to use it out of principle, right? I, I mean, they, they want to be able to cross the border, show a passport, the U.S. or Canada, and be able to kind of no hassle cross like you always have before. Uh, but whether it's arrive can or you know when Canada legalized marijuana, I know we were talking with you about some changes to the border and who can and can't cross. I, are we just, I guess, done with the days of being able to cross the border easily? I think that is a really good assumption to make. I think that the I I always correlate this to a really life-changing event that's happened with over the course of COVID and these changes. And the tone at the border, the, the um, uh, questions that are asked, it's different. They had a two years of hardly any traffic to really hone in on the skills of what questions to ask, what to do, how to, how to um, in, not interrogate, but question people properly, right? So people that were getting away with crossing the border previously, maybe they had a previous DWI or some other type of thing. They, they're getting caught more frequently now because questions are being asked and backgrounds are, are being looked at. So um, it's not going to be as easy, as smooth. I mean, I remember back to the day when we can show a driver's license. We didn't even have to show a passport, right? So um, right now, though, if somebody does have the technology and can utilize ArriveCan, they have their passport and they have proof of vaccination. That is what they need. So if people are listening and they say, I really don't know, those are the things that are required to be able to cross into Canada. Yeah, I think it's the confusion. They just don't know what they need. And so they just decide not going. Um, I got to ask you, our web poll today is asking if, if people cross the border into Canada since the pandemic has eased. And the options were never, once, a few times or frequently. 97% have checked never. Doesn't that say a lot? It does. And you know, I'm not surprised. I have a lot of friends on the Canadian side that are business owners. I was with one the other day that owns a very prominent restaurant near Clifton Hill. And that restaurant has been packed every year since I have known them for the past 12 years. And I said to her, how's business? And she said, not good. It's the locals. It's the Canadian locals. And it's not the Americans coming over which is a humongous problem for them. And it, it really has cut into their profits. And I'm sure that's seen across the border towns of Canada and the U.S. I, um, I'm wondering how much, you know, just maybe because 
everyone in Canada so much closer to the border than they are here in the U.S. I mean, here in the U.S., it seems like uh, Washington has just never paid attention to the border ever. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. is it a little bit different in Canada? I mean, you have Niagara Falls right there. It's a, Toronto is right by the border. Uh, Vancouver, I mean, all the big cities are right by the border. Uh, is this a bigger deal? Uh, are these you know calls of, hey, this isn't working, uh, being responded to? I, from living in Canada and living in the U.S., growing up in the U.S. and then moving over, it's a different tone of, of politics and of elected officials there than it is here. Um, people tend to just sit back and, and take things as they come in Canada more than they don't. And those that are outspoken tend to be quashed more than others, where here on the U.S. side, and especially in New York, you know, we have more enthusiastic leaders, I feel. And maybe that's not Maybe that's an exception to the rule, but that's what I've been seeing since this has all been going on, that there's been very outspoken leadership on the New York side saying, hey, what are we doing here? And on the Canadian side, I've seen a couple people step up in different border towns to be able to say something, but it hasn't been as loud and as forceful as I feel like it is on the other side. So I don't see people on their soapboxes really getting angry and mad or uh, outspoken and saying we demand that something be done. Um, and maybe that's why nothing is, because they can just sit by and let these continue to roll out as they come. You know, and, and you don't think many people are crossing, but then you hear about border delays. Does that mean that they just don't have enough lanes open or what's going on there? The Canadian side has had tons of lanes open. They've been great at managing traffic. And you're right, there's been that's, it was a little surprising to me, too, because I'm stuck in that traffic. So um, on the weekend, this past weekend, it was over the bridge to get into Canada. And the license plates that I was seeing were mixed. They were Canadians returning back, and they were um, U.S. people coming in. Uh, So I don't know if maybe the poll is those people who aren't going, but someone's going. Um, I don't know if it's not, if it would be even worse traffic if this wasn't uh, in place too with ArriveCan. But I do know the people that have gotten comfortable with ArriveCan, that have set it up on their phones and they have all their information stored, they're the ones that are continually going over and over and over again because they know they've done it, they're comfortable with it, and they know how to navigate the process, right? But the people who haven't gone yet, I'm sure there's a lot of um, mystery and nervousness and anxiety about what that's going to look like. Uh, but if they do it once, they may find, oh, it's, this isn't that big of a deal. I think I can navigate this. Jamie, as always, thank you for the time and expertise. Jamie Fiegel, Fiegel, Karen Joyce, Immigration Law. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.